evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a bonus episode of Chatisfaction. I'm Keith. And I'm Sam, and I want to say good morning, ladies and gentlemen, just in case it's not evening for you. Well, we covered... Okay, so we've got it. Both bases covered. So yeah, and morning if, or evening. if you're listening to this in the afternoon, please stop and either start it tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah, please. If you're listening to the afternoon, what the fuck are you doing? Either go back to bed or get to work. Yes. Exactly. Um... So this this episode will be our Guardians of the Galaxy reaction episode. Uh, so I nat- just oh, good. What I was gonna say. Naturally, we're gonna have a million spoilers in here. So yeah, don't listen to this unless uh, you want to have the, everything spoiled for you, or if you've already seen it. And I guess well, I'll, I'll oh, tell sorry. you what. Let's do this. Let's uh, we'll do a spoiler-free kind of impressions first, and then we'll say okay, we're entering entering spoiler zone, and then we'll talk about it uh, freely. Okay, about that, I'm comfortable so, with that. So people can come back to it whenever they want. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that's kind of how all of our reaction things will go if we do, if we do stuff as they come out. Uh, we'll go spoiler-free impressions, and then full-on spoiler review i suppose i like that um all right so guardians of the galaxy volume volume two is out i think we both liked volume one a lot it absolutely was, it's definitely in my top five uh marvel films uh and it's being written and directed by the same fellow who did the first one and uh i guess it's worth pointing out because a lot of these films now that they're so big they just change creative uh they change creative teams per movie now for most of them. Right. So it's, it's cool that, uh, James Gunn gets to kind of like guardians is his thing, even though it exists in the larger DCU. Right. Um, so M- I enjoy MCU. I'm sorry. MCU. I'm fucking up. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, let's go ahead with just knee jerk impressions of the movie. Uh, Sam, what did you think? Uh, absolutely loved it. Really? Yeah. Uh, I loved it too, and it's not as good as the first one to me. But you know, it does. I would say if the first one is like a nine, right? And I hate putting arbitrary number scores on a thing because it's, right. it's not. It doesn't give you the full encompassing view of it. But I would say if the first one's a nine, this one's definitely an eight for sure. Yeah, and that's I I I think that this one is. Probably not as good as the first one, but in a way that it can't be because part of the first one was how new and fresh it was. And so naturally a sequel can't be that way. Um, yeah. I, I honestly felt like it was as good as it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know. I feel like I definitely feel like it could have been, it could have been pushed better. And I was, as I was viewing the movie, um, the, the movies, they obviously up the ante and everything's like bigger and a little more bombastic. Um, it still has that charm from the first one. And I, I really love the opening sequence for this movie of the, the opening, like credits roll. Yeah. Um, it's such a, by now we talked about the formulaic Marvel movie, like the feel of that. And it's definitely in this movie a little bit, but, um, now that things are starting to get formulaic, I like that people are doing different things with their with like the opening credits or even some of the like fight scenes and stuff like that. Right. Um, um, I will say, so my sort of brought thoughts cause 
uh, we, we haven't gotten into it too much so far in the show, but like my spoiler sensitivity isn't ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so like, if this is our spoiler free version, I'm almost uncomfortable saying I like the opening scene because it's like, it's a, a new, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's more information. Um, yeah. I, I personally would like to keep this as broad as possible, just about overall sure. feelings. Um, Go ahead. If you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I just, what I really liked was that the first movie was the assembling of this team. And mm-hmm. then this movie was just a new adventure with them. Um, yeah. I, I really liked that it wasn't, it didn't really retread it. The, it just was, here's, here is the next part of the story of these characters that you got to know and liked um, mm-hmm. in the first movie. And I thought that was great. I really yeah. enjoyed that. It just was, it just was a, you know, it was part two. It wasn't, it wasn't part of this ongoing plot that we like know is happening. It's not like it didn't feel like an empire strikes back where it's like, okay, this is clearly part two of three or anything like that. Like it was just its own story uh with these characters and i i just had a blast watching it yeah um another big thing that i liked about it is that it um, guardians almost feels like its own franchise within this franchise because there's this whole even in the comics in marvel comics um there's essentially two stories happening at the same time and they intertwine and random intervals but you got all the stuff that's happening on earth and then they refer to it as like the cosmic stuff right so it'd be anything that would be happening in space um and i think guardians does a really good job in the first one and in this one of setting up a lot of really cool cosmic stuff to go forward into whatever they have planned afterwards and uh james gunn has said that guardians 3 is going to set up uh, the next like 10 years of Marvel movies. And um, they said that they're going to start focusing on some more cosmic uh, centered stuff. So you definitely get a little bit of that here and they expand on what I like is that they just expand on guardians lore. So we're not, it's not another, um, you know, Avengers, the Thanos thing is coming and we all know that. Right. So, there's no, there's really no more lead up to it, and I like that this movie, um, just takes the Guardians thing and pushes that forward for itself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the movie a lot. I I really really liked it. I don't know where I rank it as far as Marvel films. It's too fresh right now. Um, it's it's hard for me every time a new movie comes out. That's like the immediate conversation is like, yeah. how does it compare? How does this and like. I don't know. To me, sometimes it, it like takes away from just enjoying a movie to have mm-hmm. to place it. Um, and some people are like that. Some people, everybody you talk to or every time you talk to them about something, it's like, Hey, did you like this? And they go, it wasn't as good as this. It was better than this. And it's like, well, I yeah. just want to know how you felt about it. You know, like yeah. I, I don't care how it places in your entire movie watching history. Like it's yeah. not, it's not as important. Um, and so that's why I'm not even like, it's of course impossible not to think about try to compare it to the first movie and stuff, but I'm not mm-hmm. trying. I, I'm just trying to like enjoy the movie I watched before I even worry about where I put it with other stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it throughout. It had stumbles along the way, but um, I always had a smile, almost always had a smile on my face unless 
there was a moment hitting that was definitely not supposed to be happy. Right. Um, so yeah, I think we both enjoyed it. Those are broad generalization kind of impressions for you guys. Uh, worth your time. Go see it. It's fun. Uh, let's go into spoiler territory, Samuel. Yes. Um, I fucking love the way this movie opens. A little a song and dance number with little baby Groot. Uh, while the guardians are getting the shit kicked out of him in the background is was so much fun. And I I would have loved it. That whole fight scene had just happened in the background. Like it didn't need a follow up where they actually fight the thing. Right. Um, I agree. And I love, so the first guardians, when it came out, I, uh, I was not sure about it. You know, it was a weird thing. It's not a comic I'm remotely familiar with. And I, I just didn't know what to think. Um, and even going into it, I wasn't sure what to think. And the moment uh, Chris Pratt starts dancing and then the title screen hits and he's like in the bottom left corner dancing, mm-hmm. um, that that moment I knew, I was like, okay, I like this movie. Yeah. Like it just set the tone so perfectly. And I think they did that again with this. Like the pause on Groot with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 title screen popping up. Um, it just like, it just set me at ease and at comfort. And I was like, okay, sweet. Like now I'm going to like, you know, as soon as that starts, you're like, okay, we're going to watch Groot dance, Mm -hmm. uh, while this big fight happens. And it was just delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I loved the opening. Um, you know, I just, it just, it just started really well. And it was like, it immediately made me come be like, okay, sweet. These are the characters I like. They're here. They're acting the same. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a good opening. I very much agree. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed, uh, I, I, the thing that I didn't like about this one was, uh, just to quickly get the stuff I didn't like out of the way was, um, I thought the, the pacing was a little off. Uh, the plotting was a little weird. Uh, some of the, some of the, uh, character arcs were a little wonky, like especially Peter Quills. Like I felt like he was all over the place and conceded to some ideas pretty easily while like in the, in the same breath, just a moment ago was very cautious about what was going on in reference to his dad being Kurt Russell, um, which man marvel really loves aging their characters down they love that they have that technology and <laughs> do not waste an opportunity to show young versions of old actors hey it young kurt russell looked a lot better than uh young jeff bridges did in tron yeah i bet i never saw tron um but yeah um the the pacing is a little weird um and the seek being a sequel to a movie that was successful it fell into a little bit of those trappings of here's what worked in the first one let's double down on it so like drax's kind of his humor was a little bit too much in it for me like i thought see and i felt uh sorry i just cut you off um but i i the whole movie i felt like i should be I should feel like Drax was too much, but I never actually felt like he was. Yeah. And I guess it's because I think that of all the characters, he gets shortchanged as far as like, he doesn't get an emotional beat in this movie. Like they, they have one little moment where she peers into his sadness, but 
he doesn't he doesn't have anything really to do other than be there for his friends um and so he is just there as the comic relief but drax is a sad and dangerous person um and you lose a little bit of that in this one as whereas in the first one i felt it was balanced he had a really he had a really heartbreaking story and without thanos being the the villain in this one he doesn't have that story to continue he's just kind of like wafting with his friends in this one right um and i think that they like i imagine they just sort of you know they have to decide who they're who's going to get focused and i thought that he got a good bit of screen time and everything but i agree like i also think that watching everyone else go through this emotional arc it was kind of nice to have someone that was just like an anchor that wasn't going through a bunch of shit like he and Groot were the only people in the movie that didn't go through a big emotional Mm -hmm. arc and I think that's also kind of necessary Um, and so I I, I think it worked and I'm assuming that you know Infinity War when when he gets to go face to face with Thanos at some point like I think we're going to get to see some some either resolution or just where I think we're going to see some heightened emotional stuff from him, which will be good. Yeah. You have three characters right there that have deep emotional, tragic connections to Thanos right off the bat that are, that are going to be in, uh, Avengers. Like the, essentially the whole guardians cast is confirmed to be in Avengers. Um, so that'll be fun and exciting. Uh, but yeah, those are really my only complaints. Um, when we got out of the movie, uh, my friend Billy made up a good point. He's like, I liked that it ended not in an overtly somber tone, but it does end like on a sad note. Like, uh, it ended on a zoomed in shot of rocket's face crying. Like it was, I, I I agree. I really liked that too. It, it didn't have a punch out ending. It had like, it had a serious ending, um, for what was mostly not a serious movie, Mm -hmm. but I thought, I don't know. I, I like I like when, um, and this gets into comic movies just in general. Like they're they're meant to be fun, but they also have to. If I'm going to take any aspect of them seriously, they have to take themselves seriously, even among the fun. Yeah. Um, and so I think that this movie did a good job of that. Overall, it was really fun, and it was a lot of jokes. Like it was you know a comedy adventure. Yeah. But when it got serious it took itself seriously enough that I could take it seriously and be involved, like, and be invested. Yeah. It, it hit, uh, all those moments they were going for, they almost always nailed every one of them. Like all those emotional moments. Cause it is, the story is the story of, uh, basically Peter Quill being caught between his two dads, like his actual dad and his father figure Yondu. Um, as best as I could tell, that's what this movie is about. Uh, the other thing that I don't like is uh, being on Yondu. I, I got some serious, and maybe it's because I caught some of the prequels today, but I got some serious Star Wars prequels vibes where it's like, there's nothing real here for me to latch on to. And, and it felt like the prequels, and it felt like a little bit of uh, like Tim Burton's uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where it's like, I need I need sets. I really, I really can't do this thing for so long because at a certain point you're like, it's not, it's just not impressive. And, and when you could tell that the characters are on a green screen, you're kind of seeing, Oh, I, sorry. It took me a minute to know what you're talking about. You, you mean just like, as far as like the backgrounds, like yeah. it was just too CG. Yeah. When they're on ego, the living planet. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it's just a little bit too much of that stuff. Like, uh, not having an anchor point for too long wears on you, and you see you see a little bit of the strings being pulled as far as like movie making stuff goes. So, uh, those are really my only complaints about the film. Did you feel like that was echoed at all with your sentiments? Um, no, it didn't really get to me, and that's I, I think this movie towed a line with a lot of things that do bother me in movies. Yeah. Um, movies that are all CG, absolutely, a, a lot of the time, I it, it takes me out and I don't like it. Um, I often don't like movies that I feel like start and then just go and then end. Like, there was... there. I it, it's, it's weird. Like, sometimes I love those movies, but other times I feel like it's just climax after climax and there's no downtime. Yeah. Um, and this movie felt that way, but it didn't bother me. Um, whereas other times that'll kill a movie for me. Yeah. Like you need those scenes where everybody's prepping and getting excited for what's coming up. But this one was much more sort of go, go, go. Mm. Um, but that didn't actually bother me this time. And I, and I do feel like the CG, it absolutely had the ability, I think, to pull me out of it for being just so fantastical the whole time but it didn't yeah um but so i i don't disagree with you it just didn't bother me yeah um i uh let's touch i i have no intention of going in any particular order here i just want to sort of talk about things that were exciting and fun because i i really don't have any real negatives about the movie um i like I, I agree, I guess it was a little bit busy, but it didn't really bother me. Yeah, um, the like, especially the stuff at the end. It was like it's there's so much visual noise, where I was just like, we could have scaled this back and focused a little bit more on the emotion of this stuff because it's so well done. You know, it's like it doesn't right. have to be everything blowing up around us at all time. It and and to me, that's part of like I have to remember especially with a lot of the like visual slapstick comedy that these are also intended, like these movies are intended for kids as well. Um, so I could see why they would make this, the decision to do certain things that they did. And I, at a, at a certain point I had to pull myself back and be like, you know what? I'm smiling. I'm having fun. There's no reason to dislike this stuff. So. Right. And that's, I just embrace that feeling yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, and that's overall, I think that's the best description for my feeling of movies. I just had fun. Yeah. I It was characters that I grew to love during the first movie. Uh, and I just really had fun watching them go on this this particular adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I so one of my favorite things in the movie was Yondu. I was so glad Yondu was a bigger part of this movie than he was in the first yeah. one. Um, I loved his new mohawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look super rad with it. Yeah. I think my favorite sequence of the movie was him and Rocket breaking out of their cell. Oh, fuck yeah. They're so uh, good. It was so much yeah. fun to watch. The two of them did so well. And just watching, like, I can't remember what song was playing, but just watching his arrow, like, zip around and murder yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, while some good 80s song is playing, like, it just was fantastic. Yeah, Michael Michael um, Rooker is so good. And he's so under like underused in i guess he's in like walking dead and stuff so his talent is recognized but i i literally i i enjoy that guy in everything that he's in and uh yeah i'm glad that he's buddies with james gunn so he gets to do this stuff yeah um but yeah he was just fantastic and i was genuinely bummed that he died in the end yeah um 
I he was so good in this movie and like his arc like they did a good job I think in the first movie of like telling you about their relationship without flat out telling you about their relationship yeah. like at the end of the first one when he opens the thing to look at the infinity stone and it's a troll he smiles he has this big grin on his face yeah. like because he just got fucked over by star lord again mm-hmm. but like he clearly cares about him and even his crew is bitching about it in the first movie that he's always been soft on him like yeah you know that love is there yeah and then in this movie he's still putting up the front like and so i i think having it sort of come to fruition was pretty great when he's telling rocket at the end like i've never done anything right in my life like i give this to me like let me be the one that dies and saves him i thought that was just a really cool moment yeah it wasn't it wasn't like I don't know. It it could have like like the other thing I was talking about. It could have easily been overly cheesy or like ham fisted, but I didn't think it was. It was, uh, you know, it was genuine because you'd already seen his. You you got the little glimpses of his issues with the other uh, ra- ravagers. Yeah, ravagers, 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 um, ravagers, and uh, and so you got to sort of see him go for some personal redemption. Like he, this wasn't about proving himself to anyone. Except himself, like let me save this kid who is clearly, you know, a son to him. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was really killer, and like I loved uh, when they were getting up in space, like Chris Pratt freaking out about him dying. Mm-hmm. Like Chris Pratt just realized, you know, moments before that this guy is the dad he always wanted, yeah. and then he watches him die right after he killed his real dad, like. And Chris Pratt freaking out about it was, uh, I thought it was done really well. Like it was yeah. significantly emotional. It's it. I got nervous, like just watching it happen. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was in the beginning of the movie, the movie does a really good job of, and this is why the things that would normally bother me didn't. It's because everything that was set up, even if it was, uh, even if it felt like it was like this didn't need to be in it, you know, everything I, th- I feel like everything that was set off got a payoff and a, and a proper, a proper payoff too. So, yeah. Um, I really like the, the, how the story pacing of like how they gave you the information on like ego who's played by Kurt Russell and like all like his whole backstory. And then like the turn when you figure out like he's actually the villain and, it's not like a wholly unpredictable thing. You know, it's usually in anything when something looks too good to be true, it usually is. And it certainly, yeah. Um, and, uh, so I, I like the trickling of information that they played through the movie with that sort of stuff. And yeah, everyone got like, everyone got like a pretty decent, uh, arc to go through. And I, I like that they're bringing Nebula into the fold I I I was legitimately bummed to see Yondu go as well because I thought it, he was going to be part of the team now, and he, he like you said he's just fucking badass with that fin and that arrow. I don't I don't think that's a thing in the comics. I think he just has a uh, mohawk like that. Um, so something that they definitely added for the film. Uh, But yeah, um, the the oh Whoa, wait, say, sorry, say that one more time. I don't think he had that mohawk thing in the comic. Like, the, I don't think the mohawk is like that arrow thing that he controls by whistling. I think in the comics, no, it, it's just a fin that he wears that he has. It 
Yeah, in the comics, he has this gigantic mohawk, yeah. and he is an archer. And so I think that was sort of like in the first one, they gave him this really small mohawk that controlled it. And I liked, yeah. like, I, and this is, I am by no means like, I'm not, I'm not even much of a Marvel reader. I definitely have never read Guardians of the Galaxy. I just have looked up what Yondu looks yeah. like and stuff. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, I don't want to be accused of being a poser here. Yeah. And um, I have read some Guardians and, uh, he just wasn't like whatever whatever i read the storylines he wasn't huge in it so right that's my excuse um but uh but yeah i i thought it looked great i thought he was great um and even yeah like you just mentioned nebula like as the movie was progressing i in the back of my head i was like i don't want i don't give a shit about nebula mm-hmm. i don't want her to be in the fold i don't care about this but i ended up liking her part in the movie like and that's that's very much how I felt in the first movie with Drax. Like when Drax first showed up and it, just from seeing him in trailers and everything, I was like, I don't care about the big, strong guy. Like it's not an interesting character. And then he ended up being so hilarious that Drax was one of my favorite parts of the first movie. Yeah. And I feel like everything like that, I was like, I don't want to see Yondu and Rocket go off on their own. And they ended up being one of my favorite parts of the movie was them doing their own shit. And like Yondu chewing out Rocket, basically telling him, you know, you're just like me. I get it. Like that was awesome. It was all, yeah. Uh, it was all very satisfying. Them going through 700 like, uh, portals to get to ego and the way that they're like faces were fucking up. Uh, Mm -hmm. that shit fucking had me laughing, but also mildly freaking out. I was like, Oh no, (laughs) (laughs) reality is distorting. Um, and, one of my favorite moments in the film, as far as the comedy goes, is I love when uh, I love Drax and um, Mantis. She's one of the new characters. Uh, yes, um, and I love it when they're sitting outside together, and he's telling her how ugly she is. But then he has it's it's funny. But then he has probably one of the most poignant lines in the movie, and it's just one of those rare moments where he shows some actual like Drax knows what he's talking about. Is when he talks about you're ugly and that's good because people will like you for who you are when you're, when you're, when right. you're pretty, you never really know what people are into you for. And then he, and, yeah, I, and then he just shits on how ugly she is for the rest of the movie. I loved that. And I loved when, uh, Gamora came out and she's like, I'm learning good things. <laughs> like yeah. what does she say? Like, like I am hideous and something else, yeah. like, but she's all excited. Yeah. Um, she was great. She was in a very unexpected treat. Mm. Um, I, I I liked her a whole yeah. lot. Um, I liked everyone. I, Kurt Russell was like, I thought he was a great casting decision for the character he played. Yeah, um, he's good because he's immediately like he's charming, he's funny. He it's a good character to build some immediate like I just trust that dude. Like if Kurt Russell walked into my house and started doing stuff, I'd be like, all right, I trust whatever you got going on. And then he when he does have that turn, uh, he can sell it really well. And that's, I very much like, at no point did I suspect that he was going to be good. You know, yeah. um, I, I wanted him to be, cause I thought it would be more interesting mm. if he just was a good dude, but it was, it was pretty clear. I mean, even the first movie, they're like, Oh, that guy's a jackass. Like, yeah. you know, it's, I, it was pretty clear that he was not going to end up being a super good dude, but I like that even when he revealed his whole thing it wasn't like haha i've been deceiving you i'm evil he was just like oh cool you're here now let me tell you what we're gonna do yeah. like 
I it it wasn't it wasn't such a clear like deception and then a twist. It was more like, you know, he obviously sort of lied to him about uh he didn't tell him like his master plan right away or anything. Yeah. Um but he was he was unabashed in in what his goal was, you know, and he was he was personally surprised that uh Star-Lord didn't want to go for mm-hmm. it. Um I don't know that was cool. Yeah, and it's you know, it's it's fucked up using your son as a battery. Yeah. Um but I I I mean like it I knew he was going to be a fucking asshole because as soon as he put out, you know, I'm a celestial, I was like, well, I already know my Marvel comics and celestials are fucking dicks. Uh, yeah, and see, I don't know anything about that. Uh, they're basically like they're very godlike creatures, so they control like the actual physical properties that make up the Marvel U, and they're all just indifferent fuckheads. Like they don't give a shit about anyone or anything. Um, but they they hold immense power, so killing one is a big deal. Yeah. Um, the other cool thing was actually seeing the Watchers, and the Stanley's cameo was probably my favorite fucking cameo of any that he's done. I loved that in his cameo, he was talking about other cameos he's been yeah. in. That I thought was brilliant. Like, and then I was a FedEx delivery driver. Like, yeah. It was, yeah, it was pretty great. Yeah. Um, you get the sense that he, that all this shit that's going on in Marvel is just, is just Stan Lee talking to watchers about it. Like, Every yeah. Marvel creation is just Stan Lee talking to some watchers about, you know, Iron Man and Captain America. So it's to have it be so the who, extension of like him, t- he's talking about the movies now makes sense. Who are the watchers? Tell me a little bit about that. the watchers are like omnipotent kind of God creatures that literally just monitor the Marvel you to make sure nothing is happening unnaturally. Um, they kind of exist in isolation and they only interject when someone is fucking with the, the nature of reality. So you don't see them too often. Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what their powers are per se, but they do hold like they're this thread that holds reality together in that way. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I figure there was something along those lines, but yeah, yeah, I I would be interested well, to see. And that. I've heard the term, but yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see if they uh, factor into any of these other movies. Like, I assume because Thanos will have the Infinity Gauntlet and have this ultimate power that will we should see them in those two Avengers films at some point. But who knows? They usually stay offhand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I loved the sovereign i thought they were great yeah um, and i like the way they described too is like being uppity fuckheads and yeah they're, they're, they just make themselves the most perfect that they can and you can totally tell that they're just supposed to be like anglo-saxon square-jawed whitehead white people whiteheads white people that lord themselves over everybody else yeah yeah yeah, they were very. Uh, At least that's the sense that I got. Master race, yeah. Aryan. Um, yeah, and I just thought like they, for a grace of all gold people, like they looked good. Yeah. Um, 
It didn't just look like people wearing gold paint like they did, but they pulled it off really well. Everyone had, yeah, like super distinct features and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I I liked them. Um, I didn't expect them to be a recurring piece of the movie. I thought that they were going to be in that opening sequence and then go away. Yeah. Um, but that was really, I mean, the catalyst for everything pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it tied it into, they used the batteries to blow up ego. So that's what I'm saying is like everything, everything had its place, you know, nothing was, it didn't feel like an embarrassment of riches or it felt like an embarrassment of riches, but then it all justified itself in one way or the other throughout the film. Even like having Sylvester Stallone be in it is like, is that really all he's going to be in it for him? Then he, pops in at the end and then you kind of see they're setting up stuff for future movies uh yeah that he was a complete surprise to me and he was great in his little role and then at the end having it be him ving rames um (laughs) and the the chick from crash tiger hidden dragon michelle yo yeah um that was pretty and all all those characters that were all those characters look unique and fun in their own way it's like oh shit i could just if they made a movie with these guys i feel like that would be just as entertaining like Dude, like the crystal head guy <laughs> that was with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. That guy was amazing looking. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they could be the anti-guardians. So it's just like in all of these uh, superhero films, the complaint is they always just have them fight a copy of themselves. That could be like the final Guardians film is they fight the copy of themselves instead of the first yeah. one. So I don't know. They probably won't, but... It seems like they're setting up uh, Adam Warlock. That's the fella who was in the chamber that they referred to yeah. in the fourth post-credit scene of five. I thought when I saw online that they said there would be five post-credit scenes that they were joking, and they were not. There's five of them. See, I I hadn't seen that because I'm you know always trying to keep myself away from that stuff mm-hmm. now. Um, but I was yeah I was happy to have so many. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed that none of them were like a clear tie to Infinity War. Yeah. But, I, I definitely thought we'd get a shot of Thanos at the end or something like that. They definitely don't need to be at this point. Like Thanos has been... I don't think that we should see Thanos again until Infinity War because he's been teased. He was at the end of the first Avengers film and, and then his teaser at the end of the second one wasn't all that great. But... uh he was in guardians one a bunch and that's kind of enough for me. Uh, the fact that he was in it and you, you know, he's after the stones and he's coming to earth to kill the Avengers. Like what more do we really need other than that? You know, we'll probably get one. Um, we'll probably get one more after the next Thor movie because, uh, the character that Kate Blanchett is playing Hela is the goddess of death. And that is who, Thanos is obsessed and in love with death. Right. So I imagine there'll be a tie in with him in that. I think that'll be the final kind of direct Avengers tie in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it didn't necessarily need to be Thanos. I just was hoping since we're not going to see the guardians again until infinity war, mm-hmm. I was hoping that there would be some, some tie. Yeah. Um, I also was expecting a Ragnarok tie in when, uh, did you notice in the credits when they have the bubbles of all the characters dancing? Um, like, do you, did you notice all, like, it was towards the end, there's, like, the circles, and it's, like, the different characters just dancing to the music? No. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I think I was, like, talk, so, I was yeah. talking to people at that point. Gotcha. So, at the end, like, towards the end of the credits, you know, the, the credits, by the way, I thought were great. I, I yeah. like when credits, when they put the effort in. Yeah. 
to keep the credits interesting. Like you spend all this time and money making a movie and then the last five minutes are just black. Like I like when they at least give you a fun background or something. Mm -hmm. And this one did the whole time. Um, But so towards the end, there's like circles in the background and it's all the different characters from the movie dancing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was great. Like I particularly Nebula's dancing was really goofy and fun. Um, But Jeff Goldblum was there dancing. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) And so I, I fully expected him to be in the after credit scene. Cause I was like, how, why would they have Jeff Goldblum as his character from Ragnarok dancing in this scene? If like, how do they get him here doing that? If they didn't film something with yeah. him, um, but they just had just was Jeff Goldblum dancing in the after credits is only piece in the entire pro- like movie. I thought that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I think they had Howard the duck at some point too in there. Yeah. Um, his cameo in the f- actual film was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so unless you got something else to point out, I think we can. I think I feel pretty confident with that one. Um, yeah, I just want to say that I loved it. It was a blast, and I imagine that if anybody's listening right now, they've probably watched it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just it's just I can't relate to anybody that would want to listen to full spoiler impressions of something they haven't seen, but I know people do. Well, I guess I'll ask you this. Um, uh, what did you think about song choice in this one? Cause I know you love the soundtrack from the first one. Um, I, I think I need a little more time with it because I, it was, I didn't, I don't think I liked it as much as the first one, but I also have now listened to that soundtrack so many times mm-hmm. that it's a, it's like its own entity to me. And so I think I need some more time with, I definitely liked some of the song choices a lot. Some of them I weren't, wasn't that familiar with. Um, and so I, I, I'd like to see it again and see if I like grew with it a little bit more. Um, but I, I like the awesome mix is such a cool thing. Like I, I, I could see myself buying this soundtrack and listen to it a bunch too. Yeah. I like that. He gets a zoom at the end as though that's some great piece of technology. And he's like, yeah, he's like, wow, 300 songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was a great choice. I'll say for me, it didn't stand out as much as the other one. Like I don't, uh, the other one I I really was into all the song choices. Um, in this one, there was only a few actual standout moments, but the end when Surrender plays, I was like, fuck yes. Like, I, I know, especially in our friend group, we love that fucking song. Yeah, it's a go-to karaoke hit for us. Um, and it seemed appropriate with uh, the parental content of this film. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, love the movie. Um, I do want to take a second to talk about uh, I did not know that we were going to get a Kingsman 2 trailer before this. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think it looks great. It does. Um, and Kingsman 1 was so good. Uh, and I like that the you know this one, again, like Guardians, is being done by the same guy, Matthew Vaughn. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Thrilled that they're making another one. Uh, all the new characters in it, like uh, like Channing Tatum, looks great as this dude called the Statesman. Yeah, um, Colin Firth is coming back, and he's he's got an eye patch. Anytime you add, add an eye patch to someone, they're automatically ten times more badass. Uh, the guy from Game of Thrones seems to be in it too. The guy who played the Viper. Oh yeah. Um 
I'm excited. I'm really excited they showed Colin Firth in the trailer mm-hmm. because I feel like I've been not looking at things for that movie, and I already I knew he was coming back. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really glad that they're not trying to keep that a big secret. Yeah. And the guy with the robot um, arm, I don't know his deal, but he looks fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that there's another weird prosthetic limb yeah. weapon user. All right. Well, Sammy, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty bonus satisfied. You did get bonus satisfied this week. Uh, so, yeah, that's our that's our episode this week. This is a bonus one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We enjoy making it. Uh, go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, review. Um Hit me up on Twitter if you want at Double Jump Chump. The show is at Chatisfaction underscore annoyingly. So um, Facebook.com slash Chatisfaction to get all the updates and such. Uh, I think that's it. Sam, send them out. You guys have a lovely time. Whatever you do next, do it good. Do it real good. Have fun at the movies, and we'll see you for our regular episode on Monday. Thank you.